Hello everyone, uh, today we have a, another very special guest on this episode of Hitbox. Joining me is Anthony. I've completely forgotten about that since the last podcast. Was that three, four years ago? No, three years ago. No, it wasn't three years ago. It was like, it was like two, it was less than two, two yeah, years ago. Two. Yeah, it was two years ago. It just felt like a long time ago though. I feel like this year has been at least three years um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the um, obviously I, I follow your uh, your your content as much as I can. Um, I really enjoyed your lockdown stream of um, Half Life Alex. Oh yeah. I remember that? I I love that because I I do not have the money, the time, or the, the setup for. <laughs> but so I lived through you, and I thought it was brilliant. Oh, I mean, I definitely don't have the setup. Hmm. <laughs> Um, playing VR games um, in my room, I've I barely play on it at the moment because mm. it's I've kind of it's it's to say suboptimal is putting it lightly. Uh, I basically can't move anywhere, <laughs> and the number of times I've smashed a controller into a wall is Ooh. quite disturbing. Um, mm. And obviously, the wall is one thing, but the kind of expensive controllers uh, I don't really want to break <laughs> no I can imagine just uh, replace yeah. so um, tell us a little bit about yourself like give give us a little what, what sort of gamer are you oh I was thinking about this as you when you gave me the prep to, to do this and <laughs> I am um, I think I'm a I think I'm probably a very sort of I suppose you say jack of all trades gamer, even if that's a, if that's even a phrase you could use. I think I'm very broad stroke across lots of different genres. But I think everybody is to a certain extent nowadays, anyway. Um, I'm number one thing is I'm a very I'm a very bad gamer. None, <laughs> very very bad. Not in the sense of like competitive multiplayer games, but um, also in the sense that unlike you, Jamie, I am terrible at finishing games. Oh. I'm, so bad at finishing games. Oh no, uh, I'm not. I'm not amazing. I've got quite a long list at the moment of unfinished yeah. games. Maybe yeah. I used to be like that. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think for me, my, where my sort of gaming started from is, is I was a very, you know, as a child, I loved sort of like fantasy, sort of you know, dragons and sort of Lord of the Rings, um, all that sort of thing. I read lots of books, like you know, fantasy books, and so that started me off on video games like that. Um, and then, you know, I think we were very, our sort of teenage years, and I know this because I played them with you, um, <laughs> were, were you know, when you went around someone's house, you would play a call, whatever the Call of Duty was at the time, split screen. And so then, you know, the sort of FPS sort of thing, that's where how I was introduced to that. Um, the, you know, the real sort of proper FPS sort of games. Um, but... Um, and then now, I, you know, I moved on to PC gaming, maybe in my mid-teens, um, and I never looked back, really. <laughs> you so. you make me laugh, because out of everyone um, who I've got on Steam, yeah. you're the one You're the one who makes me laugh every time I see oh. you pop up playing a game. 
because it's always a, it's always a bloody different game and it's always something that i know you've never played before like it's like i've never seen him play this before what, what and it I'd, I'd say probably like 50 percent of the time i've never heard of the game you're playing. <laughs> oh, oh here he goes again I, and i look at it it's like early access you know released yesterday <laughs> i'm a sucker i definitely had that era of of being an early access sucker um, when I got into PC gaming and it was terrible and I know our friends one of our close friends would always ridicule me for it because he'd say why are you doing this and I'd give him all the hype and say well it's going to be like this it's, it's going to have this feature and it's going to be it's going to change the gaming world and, then you, and in the end it never happens and there's a couple of games on here that on my list that, that happened um, well, that, that happened too um, I think I think that was a really interesting sort of stage of my sort of gaming career as well was when I lost hope um, <laughs> because I don't have home anymore. I think it's really sad. But yeah, there was a definite stage. I remember you were very influential in this when we were at school together. Where you know, E three, we'd get excited for E three. Mm. I know you, you still you still do because you're more of an optimist than I am. Um, <laughs> but that was that stage, the mid teenage to the stage where I remember being hyped for games like, all the time. Like there's always a game to be hyped for, and I don't remember being negative about it. I don't remember ever being negative. Whereas now, <laughs> I, I just can't see a game and think, wow, they're probably going to screw that up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't... You know, you're you're completely do. right. Uh, it, to be honest, I feel like for me, um, Cyberpunk has been the outlier. That, that game yeah. I'm genuinely hyped for. But yeah, there's not many games that I get hyped for these days compared to what I used to be. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a strange thing. I mean, it probably is just a, an age thing. I, I think it probably is a factor anyway. Um, but no, I don't know. I mean, I've really taken around about attitude to your first question there. Um, so in terms of the type of gamer I am, uh, really not sure. Really not sure. Um, I think it, it's changed a lot, and um, I think maybe it's just my own personal bias. But I think gaming's changed just such a huge amount over our mm-hmm. our teenage lives the last 10 15 years or so um, i mean it, it always changes of course but i just feel like there's there's been so much change um, mm-hmm. from when i went to secondary school for example um to now um so yeah i i don't know i mean it's it's an interesting industry and i you know the products it puts out i mean you, you look at my steam library and the amount of hours i put on certain games <laughs> Is, is ridiculous. I mean, that's it's hardly a revelation of the century, but it's yeah, not not just the. I remember going from Xbox where I would have, I'd save up for like a thirty forty pound game, yeah, and that would be what I played after school for however long, and then and then there was that stage of sort of, you know, I don't know how many years ago now, but where you just absorb content from Steam and you just buy and you, you build and build and build. I think everybody's like that, and and that that was a massive change I think for me the Steam when I got into Steam mm. was the biggest change you know of, of gaming I've ever had really um, for, for, for the better I think um, better um, yeah and so now I'm at a very confused stage where I don't really know what sort of games I like anymore I have to um, say that with Steam it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because mm. I find you know when you have games that are dirt cheap because I've, I've got games pass as well at the moment mm. and you know so you've got this catalog of games that you just can download you know for free mm. and 
it, it gets it, I kind of find myself hopping between loads of different games and not really getting into it too much um, whereas on my Switch I will buy a game usually when it, if I'm interested in it when it comes out for full price mm-hmm. and I will like certainly play that game right to the end and I don't know mm-hmm. it's weird isn't it like it's not because yeah. that game is necessarily better it's just because it's like a one-off experience rather than oh here's these thousands of games that I've got <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all been there, just scrolling through. I mean, even for this you know, top five games list, when I was looking at them, I barely even looked at my Steam library because, you know, there were a few in there, but they immediately came to me mm-hmm. um, when I thought of them anyway. So looking through the Steam library, I mean, there's nothing that much substance. I mean, there's great memories there, but um, no, no, it, it's a hard one. It's a hard one, and I, I think you know it'll be interesting to see if Steam, you know, the next ten years, if, if Steam is still around, because. Um, I'm sure it will be, but you know, ten years ago it wasn't as big, certainly, and and I don't think anybody could have quite predicted it. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten years ago they would have done. But I, don't I know, feel like I really Steam will be around, but the, obviously what we're seeing now, which is fairly, you know, it's been around. We, we've had like multiple storefronts on PC for a long time. We've yeah. had, but it was it's mainly been kind of Steam as everything, and then yeah. if you want EA games as Origin, but now. Yeah there's actually quite a few competitors, mm. like loads, actually, mm. and which I, which I don't like. It drives me insane. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it, I don't think Steam's going to go in 10 years, but it's definitely going to be a w- bit of a weird landscape. And it'll be interesting to see how many big games you have to download, a, you know, their, its own launcher for. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Red Dead 2. I had to download the, um, the Rockstar launcher. Like, oh. Oh no! I know. Oh. <laughs> it's such a pain, isn't it? I mean, Rockstar are an entity in their own, aren't they? Completely. But, um, you talk for hours about Rockstar, really, but um, yeah, and it's just endless with them. But um, no, I don't know. I think, I mean, we've always talked about how will VR, when will VR properly start, and when will it actually take off? Um, because I think probably five years ago, if you'd asked me whenever VR was being talked about first came out whenever that was sort of being talked about initially I, I think I imagined myself now to probably having one I mm. definitely would have thought yeah I'll definitely have one I'll definitely have one by now but I don't and I'm not, I don't see myself having one in the very near future um, if you know, it were, you know uh, um, in my opinion VR as it is right now it's never going to be mainstream mainstream uh, you need you do need space you you really do need space it needs to be set up and if you've got it if you've got the space even then you then have to be bothered to actually stand up and wave your arms around for a bit I you know I played I did that Half-Life stream that was probably the longest yeah. I played that for like two and a half hours and yeah. I, I honestly I was I was a bit of a mess at the end of that because you've got my face my face was was so hot because I had the screen on my face you know and I was kind of my legs hurt a bit and I, it's it's not something that I don't know F- for me if I want to play games especially after a day of work um, mm. usually I don't really want to be then standing up and running around again uh, yeah so I, I, I just can't I can't help but feel that it's only going to become mainstream when they figure out a way of 
the, having the VR experience in a seated. Mm. I guess I guess seated really it's it's a bit difficult. <laughs> it is difficult, isn't it? It is difficult. I mean, maybe maybe it just needs. I mean, obviously Valve are probably the the best innovators in the space. I imagine at the moment. I guess you could call them the biggest innovators. They're like um, Willy Wonka. Uh, they they they've got some like really crazy stuff brewing mm. behind the scenes that they just mm. haven't talked about. It's they're mm. a weird company, very weird company. Mm. Yeah. It'd be so interesting to see what they do. I mean, it, it always is. I mean, like I said, Valve is so weird and <laughs> mysterious. Maybe they rely, I think they rely on that slight mystery of what on earth they're going to do next to actually um, actually continue. Because I don't, I don't think they're publicly, they're not, I don't think they're a public company. No, they're, they're not. No. It's really interesting to me. When I remember I found that out, I thought that's probably the most interesting thing about the gaming industry, <laughs> yeah. that they're not. Um so oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, that gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, it's easy to be very pessimistic at the moment. I think because I mean, you just look at the corporatism, really, and, and the microtransactions, and just the endless money grabbing that, that basically is, is what gaming I is think, now. Really. Honestly, I think that's I think that's on the verge of it's starting to decline. As in, we're at a peak right now. I think. I think. I think it's it's really bad right now. Mm. And I think it will be a little bit bad for a little bit longer, but mm. I don't. I, I think people just don't. The, the traditional AAA money grabbing games are not reviewing well. They're not. Mm. They're not really liked by people. Yeah. You look at most of the stuff that Activision and EA have brought out. I mean, Call of Duty is doing pretty well, but like mm. people kind of hate. <laughs> I really hate uh, microtransactions more than I feel like they used to anyway. Definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's a bit like with the movie industry as well, isn't it? That um, there's so many reboots or remakes of oh, old things. man, yeah, I know. Remakes and remasters and all that is, uh, yeah. is a bit of a... It's actually it's a bit of an ongoing uh, saga with me and Jack. Um, oh, yeah. Um, on this channel because we're always we're always moaning about remasters and remakes and also crucially what makes a remake and what makes a remaster like the, the, mm. the, the fact that they seem to be interchangeable depending on which company mm. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah definitely definitely I think um, I mean it's just nice when you do find companies that really put out good games mm. and, and just enjoy it you know and, and they haven't been taken over by the I mean, obviously, every business is a business and needs to make money, but you just want to find people that... Because ultimately, it's a craft, isn't it, really? You are putting a lot of time, and you're crafting this really beautiful world or mechanic or whatever you're doing. Um, So you just you want to really want to find those companies and just support them as best you can. I mean, that's what I would like to try Uh, and do, really. I just feel like CD Projekt Red, they... They want mm. to make money by making you want to want to buy good products, which is how it should yeah. be. Not kind of tricking you into spending money and kind of no. kind of making you basically well, literally gambling mm. Uh, mm. in some cases. Yeah. But yeah. I I want to move on to yes. talking about I want to talk about your childhood games, right? So I wanna if if you can Yes. kind of roughly five or so mm. uh, like staple childhood games that uh, I want you to talk about 
Yeah. Do you want them in a, uh, you know, five, four, three, two, one? Or you, you don't have to do it in any particular order. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be asking you what your overall, like, ignore you know not just childhood but your whole life your favorite games, but oh, for now I just want you to like kind of talk to me about, you know some standout some standout games from the past. This is gonna be like a therapy session. Honestly, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic because you don't get often get to do this really hugely often. Um, <laughs> well, I'm probably gonna to have to start with. Probably start with Pokemon. I, I knew you were going to say Pokemon Emerald, right? Or something. Yeah, well, the third Ruby gen. Slash Emerald. Yeah, yeah, Ruby yeah, yeah, slash yeah, yeah. Emerald. I yeah. knew you were yeah. going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it, it captured that. Really, just captured my sort of childhood imagination more than any other game I think at the time. Um, and I remember, I still remember because it, it was like my older cousin had a Game Boy Color, I think, and um, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> And then obviously you nagged my parents to try and get one. And I think it was then I then got the Game Boy Advance. I probably got it somewhere here, actually. But um, Game Boy Advance, uh, and then at the time Ruby was out. And I remember you know, getting the box, and then it, it was a cardboard little box. And, and then the, Ru- the Ruby see-through yeah. cartridge as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was so satisfying, you know, and plugging it in, pushing it in, and then, uh, you know, your parents knocking on your door, you know, saying goodnight, and then you're sort of hiding it, so uh, you know they're not, <laughs> you know, you're, you're playing it. And of course, I don't think it had a backlight, or certainly when I had, didn't have a backlight. The original does not. Yeah. <laughs> so you're there, you know, playing it, and um, I just remember the it was the music and the um, you know, the little wheel at the bottom for the the volume, I think, oh, as well. <laughs> I forgot about the wheel. Oh, man. Yeah. See, oh, I, I never so had. Good. I, I had a Game Boy Color, mm. and then I had a, a, um, a Game Boy Advance SP, so I oh, had the yeah, backlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had the I had the issue with the backlight on the Game Boy Color, and I had mm. a little had a little um, attachment. It was, a, it was yeah. a light that actually bends round, so I could play it, you know, in, in car oh, journeys brilliant. or something, which is the yeah. cutest thing. That's great. I think um, I think Pokemon was just so good because. Um, it was such a thought out world really and um, you could do a lot and I think I think a lot of those games I could be completely talking out my arse here but I think a lot of those games um, of that era of the Game Boy sort of era perhaps didn't have as big an established universe they didn't there was a course of game directive and you did that sort of journey and there were a few sort of side things, but not, not quite as much. Whereas Pokemon, I think there was just a lot to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was... I certainly, looking back at it, it was probably one of the first games, I probably definitely the first game I played, that you just you didn't have to follow a linear sort of story path. I mean, there was the linear story path, of course, but you, know, you could you could just dick around for however long, levelling up your Pokemon if you wanted to, or, you know, and I'm going to be muddling the different Pokemons in here now. From what I remember... You know, there are lots of different things you could do, and that, that really did it mm. for me, I think. And and um, you know, such a variation of, of the Pokemon, you know, such a big variation of them. And um, it was just, there's so much progression, I think, so much progression, because you had the progression of different, you know, getting the best sort of Pokemon all the way up to Legendary, whatever it was, um, Rayquaza was for Emerald, wasn't it? And yeah. um, Groudon, I think, wasn't it? For, yeah, Groudon for, yeah, yeah. for Ruby. Yeah. Can you so, remember Sapphire? Can you remember Sapphire while you're here? Oh, no, because I, I never had Sapphire. So I, oh, fair enough. Kyogre. Kyogre. God. 
Yeah. And, and you know, there, there was, you know, you got those, but then you leveled up, you know, all of those Pokemon within that. Mm -hmm. And so you had so many hours of, of gameplay. The um, best, the best well thing, the thing, like, well, I mean, obviously it's a, such a stupid thing to say, but mm. like, the best thing about Pokemon is the Pokemon. And mm. like, I love, I think um, with Gen 3 specifically, they added quite a lot. I think they added, mm. they may have added abilities and or, or, or genders or something. They, they added like quite a lot of stuff um, yeah. to the Pokemon. And it kind mm. of established it as like, yeah, this is, this is not just a Pokemon. No. This is not just an image. This is mm. your Pokemon, and it has. Mm. It's very unique, and it's yours, and it does. It's not the same as, you know, your friend may have caught the same creature, but yeah. it's not the same. It has different stats, yeah. um, exactly. which is so good. It's it it really made you feel like you're going on a journey with your friends. You're like little pals, you know. It really did, didn't it? And you had you had to select them, the ones you wanted for the next gym, if you wanted them. Yeah. And you always had like your your sort of your your bum Pokemon that you just did nothing with, and then you something. Oh God, I've got to level up my you know, electric type or something, and like, it's like twenty levels behind or something, and you spent hours behind. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. I remember my um, stepbrother for some reason decided that he was just gonna he 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 stayed up. So okay, so it was a tradition. Mm. Um on a holiday that me my cousin and my stepbrother would all play a Pokemon game um, we'd all have the same generation and it would be one of we'd all pick one of the three games in, in it oh. and we'd all play through it together and like battle each other like rivals right nice. and for some reason even though we we kind of there was no like agreement to how much we could play it but we we knew that generally we'd probably be playing at the same sort of length of time so we were generally at the same areas my stepbrother decided on the very first night of the holiday, he just got addicted to it, didn't go to sleep, and but he didn't. He just grinded for ages, and oh. he he levelled up Bulbasaur, and he got a Venusaur. It was like level forty, and he hadn't even done a gym yet, and he just had he just had this one. He had this individual single Pokemon, which was just super OP, <laughs> and I remember he got to a point in the game where obviously he was steamrolling it for ages right yeah, yeah. he got to a certain point where he wasn't able to steamroll it anymore with just that one pokemon yeah and he just realized oh my god i'm gonna have to now grind like five pokemon now like, to <laughs> actually complete this game <laughs> that's mental isn't it god i just remember sitting there and he, yeah when you need to grind a pokemon you just be I remember how much my sort of thumbs hurt from pressing down, like, run, or, like, move to whatever, running through the grass, and you'd just be you know, spamming sort of A or something to get through, like, da -da, the text message, like, you know, something has appeared. Da -da -da. You send out there, and you just have to keep rolling through it. But, no, that was, I had so much fun in that. And I had a... I remember there with the Game Boy Advance, um, you could link it to a, um, a GameCube game. And I'll come on to the GameCube in a second. Yeah. Um, and it's called oh god what's it called Pokemon Coliseum Pokemon Coliseum and you had this long cable that plugged into the, the cartridge so slot of the Game cool. Boy Advance and that was just the coolest thing that you know, for ages my Pokemon had been flat sort of um, LCD screen I suppose and now they were 3D and the camera was moving around them and it looked so I was like this is the just this incredible thing you know, it took my imagination to another level you know it was just incredible yeah. absolutely incredible um 
and I think um, I think you know I, I played that game through well Ruby and Emerald through you know, a couple of times yeah just so much fun so much fun um, but I suppose it's a good segue into the GameCube now because <laughs> I so I was a bit unusual in the sense I didn't have a never had a PS1 or PS2 mm-hmm. um, so console I had was a GameCube Nintendo GameCube and I love that so much that GameCube and uh, I think GameCube's the first game kind of I think in the UK GameCubes and N64s were kind of un- like quite uncommon like mm. in the UK most people had a PlayStation I think yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah no, you're 100% right um, yeah they were nowhere near as powerful obviously um, but um, yeah I remember that I think Mario we had Mario Kart Double Dash was fantastic but the game that really got me was um, unsurprisingly not surprising for you at all uh, was Wind Waker Um, absolutely love Wind Waker Um, again it's that sort of I very much I just love games where you've got a bit of adventure and a bit of freedom Um, and uh, Wind Waker was was that because it you you just sail to islands and that Mm -hmm. was so cool for me so cool for me and it wasn't on rails you know you didn't say I'm going to go to this location I'm done um uh, it was just you know you, you can go you can just go wherever you like and there's things that pop up and you battle little things and um, you know, the, the graphic style of it as well was was fantastic of Wind Waker you know, it's it was, kind of timeless like that game yeah. just looks great still <laughs> it does look great still yeah I mean the resolution is obviously a lot lower but it's yeah really really good game and I still haven't um, got the emulator of the updated one yet I'm still meaning to do that probably the next game I play actually will be there emulator Wii U edition version of that the remastered version yeah um, so I can't wait to play that I can't wait to play that um, it was so much fun with that game and I don't think now I mean it, it kind of flies under the radar a little bit I think with the Zelda games perhaps um, but I think yeah yeah I think that's where my desire because I had played that game and it was sort of sailing and you had you know you had to you had to figure out where you were going, look at a map, and sail to the right location. Very different and to it, the other Zelda games in that regard. Very different. Yeah. Yeah, very different. And I remember it was a long time until I played another game where I felt that I had the same level of a really good sailing game, like a really good yeah, job yeah, on the sea yeah. sort of thing. And um, I think a lot of people probably older than us played sort of um, Sid Meier's Pirates, probably. Mm-hmm. That was quite... People like that game a lot, and I like that game a lot, actually, as well. But... Um, yeah, it was a long time since I until I had a, a game like that as well, um, and I think what I really liked about Wind Waker as well was just the random encounters as well, because there was a, a little a vendor that would go around to different islands, <laughs> yeah. and it was a completely nutty character. I mean, only the Japanese could come up with you know, ridiculous characters like him. Um, I mean, he kind of looked like a sex offender, really. <laughs> Remind me, oh, are you is that Tingle? Oh, I know Tingle's the weirdest character. I don't know. I haven't actually played Wind Waker, shockingly, so I don't actually really? know. No, no. Oh, it's very, definitely worth playing if you can. But, um, but then that's the thing with childhood games. It's so easy to remember how good they were and none of the bad things. Um, so, you know, it's always that debate of do I go back and play them or do I just leave <laughs> them as those beautiful memories? <laughs> I'd say I'd say most games that I've come back, I've returned to, have. Mm been as good as i remember them i would say the only thing that you forget about is the resolution yeah uh, you always yeah. forget oh this is actually really blurry 
you just don't know it you don't know it at the time yeah yeah definitely 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 um i suppose um i mean i could talk endlessly with wind waker Hmm. but i think with um the next one i think probably that really i mean there are loads of games but the next one that really i love that sort of sense of adventure and big open world and just loved it was um uh, Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, I love um, Oblivion so much. I know. I think that was one of the first games I had on my Xbox 360, I think, actually. Um, and just the, the music and the, oh, the atmosphere. God. and just came at the, just the right time, I think, <laughs> my age as well. It just, it's just, you just need to hear the music as well, don't you? And you're like, I'm there. It's in, oh, it's in my head right now. Oh, it's so good. I, yeah, sorry. I, I'm... I'll let you talk about it, but the no, the one thing that when I think of Oblivion, the first thing that comes to my head is when you go out the sewer. Yeah, you walk out the yeah. sewer, and they don't really. Obviously, you've got quest markers and stuff, but yeah. it's kind of yeah, you can do what you want, and you just look around like really, and you look on the map mm. like yeah, whoa, it was huge, <laughs> wasn't it? It was yeah. Massive mental because I think we were, I don't know about you but I was certainly too young for Morrowind so this was the yeah, Elder game of my childhood yeah and I never played yeah. Morrowind so um, and this is one that I grew up with and yeah you're right it, just the again it was just that living breathing world which is such a um, I mean the, the sort of corporate gaming industry has you know, <laughs> tried to do that now the living breathing world that we've created and it's not really um, whereas I think maybe it's just you know I was it worked for my how old I was then, but it really did. You just wander around and then no, I there. no. Oblivion definitely was living and breathing. They yeah, they really did. The, the NPCs had lives that they actually mm. did. Like you could follow an NPC around, and they'd yeah. go to work, come back home, put their kids to bed. Like obviously, you know, that would be it. But they have actually got routines and they, they mm. you know, there's certain characters that you can pickpocket and be like, why do they have a key to this person's yeah. house? And it's because they're having an affair or something. And they actually had that in there. How, that's so, so cool. So good. And I think, I'm trying, cause it's always, I always try and remember the context of the games around the ones that are really good for me. And I think, you know, looking back to, I can't remember any examples, but certainly on the Xbox 360, I'm sure the PS2 and PS3, you had those games where, you know, really good action games or they, they built really good worlds, but, you know, it was a street that you went down and there were walls along there and you couldn't go along. You might come back to it later in the game when it's, like, ruined because the boss is back and, the, you know, the, the town is now, like, a mangled version of itself. But, you know, with, with Oblivion, like you said, and then you'd walk into a city and you think, this is a great city, and... and you walk around, and like I said, all the people have real lives. You might buy things, and you sort of you come across like certain sort of surface level sort of um, guilds and people. And then, oh, suddenly, oh, um, uh, what was it? The, the Assassin's Guild, what was it called? The Dark Brotherhood, yeah. it's called? Yeah. yeah Dark and so suddenly you discover the Dark Brotherhood, and you think, this is the best thing that ever, anyone's ever written in the world. Because the whole, like, whole wide sort of you know, the, civilization the, in that world is. Just, the Dark Brotherhood. Um, on balance, that's probably the best quest line mm. of like, pr- you know, I'd have to think about it, but that's yeah. definitely up there as like the best quest line of any game. Like, that is yeah. so good. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. It really, it really did it for me, that. And um, 
I mean, Skyrim was good, um, but I, I probably has a special place in my heart for Oblivion, certainly. Um, and I still remember, I remember um, you could get this is such a random thing. You could get like a fire spell, just a little firebolt. You remember the blades, like castle. I think the blades were like the the emperor's sort of. Um, they had like katanas and sort of. No. Um, the blades castle in oblivion. In oblivion, yeah, they were the guys that guarded the emperor, from what I remember. Oh, uh, I can't remember. Can't, can't yeah. remember. But they had they had such cool weapons and armor. <laughs> yeah, and I think I mean, I'm just a you know a hoarder really when it comes to games in terms of the items in there. I just, just love it. So um, and I. Anybody that's ever played a multiplayer game with me will get annoyed at me that I use a terrible weapon just because I think it's cool. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just, it's awful in every game I play. Um, so, so I remember you could get a. I remember looking up on the internet on probably like GameSpot's cheap sort of guide or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember now. Um, you like, cast a fireball at the the car because it was locked off. You couldn't get in there until like later on, and. Uh, you just like completely like sort of kite one of the guards and like sort of run away <laughs> like try and kill him a bit run away kill him a bit if he died you just reloaded your save obviously and at the end of the day you've got this excellent armor that's and it, awesome that just felt so cool <laughs> he had this amazing sword and i was like i am the best person who's ever played video games so yeah. the fireballs in oblivion are really funny because mm. they they're like projectiles they're just orbs that go on forever <laughs> Like you can fire them, and they like you can see them going for like like a minute. Like you just watch it go into the distance. I'm glad you explained that because I didn't. I didn't explain that bit. Yeah, it's so funny. You just like, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean, oh. it, it, so many memes from that game as well, just because it's you know like the face, like the zooming in on the faces. Oh, the faces. so good. So the, uh, the, 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 only, the big problem with Oblivion, which mm. I replayed it. A few years ago now, but I replayed it on mm. PC, and that that is that game has one of the worst leveling up systems of any game. I <laughs> I, I cannot stand the leveling up system. That I is by far play. the worst thing about that game, and it <laughs> and the, the problem is that it <laughs> there's so many bugs attached to it. Um, so you have a, a skill that levels up. Um, mm. I think it was athletics for jumping. I oh, don't know no, for running and acrobatics mm. for jumping, right? But yeah, it, yeah. But because of the way the leveling system works, you're kind of discouraged from running and jumping because if you run and jump too much without fighting enough things, then all the all the enemies get really powerful because they scale to your level. But oh, yeah. you might have barely any sword skills. So you have to fight people that are really strong, but only because you've been jumping a lot. <laughs> and it it's surprisingly easy to do that as well. Like, if you do all the Dark Brotherhood missions first, mm. you're really sneaky. But as mm. soon as you're forced to do a big combat mission, mm. you can't do it. <laughs> Which is such an issue. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. So I do remember now, because when they introduced Skyrim, if I'm remembering correctly things didn't there was a different way of leveling the world around you or something wasn't there i'm not sure they even did level around you or something, so I skyrim i don't know how they did it because in skyrim things did level up around you yeah. um, but it was done 
it wasn't done in a really dumb way. Like, mm. I don't know. I just remember Skyrim. Skyrim, I would say, is one of the best leveling up systems for, that I that I remember. Just because yeah. it's, if you do lots of lock picking, you get better at it. And yeah. it's surprising by how many games don't do that. Mm. Like, you oh, I've I've got all this XP from killing people with a sword. Uh, therefore, uh, but I want to dump it all in my sneak. Mm. So many games do that, and it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. <laughs> no, no, it, it's true, isn't it? I think there is. Um, no, I mean that's the nice thing about those sort of open world games is that I think there's there's lots of games where you have um, you can choose the way you, you want your character to be, or that we you know, the, the classic sort of tropes of video games, where it's sneaky, you know bash things in with a big sword or archery or whatever um, and you do that but you've got to go through the same sort of game sort of mechanics or storyline or enemies or whatever whereas I think that was what's nice about Oblivion and Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls in general I suppose was that you know, they had these different quest lines where mm-hmm. you know, they were more focused to that and so you weren't just doing I'm an archer but I'm doing the same thing as if I was you know, a different type of character but just from a slight distance like you said the Thieves, you know, Thieves Guild or the um, Fighters Guild or the Dark Brotherhood you, you, you actually explored what it meant to be those that skill type a bit more exactly. and that was, the thing, that was the best thing about it I mean that's probably yeah as you said as we started with that was probably the best thing that came from it was that yeah. there's just different avenues that you could go down and still you know and the same with Fallout to a certain extent was that you go into a little cave mm. or shelter or whatever and then you just stumble across a conspiracy or um, a particular quest line, and now you're in it. Yeah, you know, and and that was just the best thing. Well, and, what you were just saying about um, get, killing that um, that swordsman and getting a really good item mm. um, in Fallout Fallout Three, there's these really powerful, well, the power gloves, right? Uh, p- mm. Power fists or whatever they're called. Yeah, and to, to get them, you have to go into a really difficult, you know. Uh, infested factory which is not and for the level I was at it was not appropriate but mm. I, sn- I, I obviously I googled where it was and stuff I snuck in there and got out without being yeah. seen and so my entire build was based around unarmed the whole time and mm. so these fists counted as unarmed and it was so good because the rest of the game I was going around and I didn't feel overpowered because I feel like being unarmed makes you kind of hinders you anyway and I just remember feeling like having the coolest weapon ever yeah oh, yeah Bethesda, Bethesda real, back in the day yeah yeah. I think it's a real balance between one thing I don't like about video games I had this with The Witcher 3 actually was that um, I didn't like how quickly you moved on from weapons and armour and swords because you know, you'd find this really cool thing and all of a sudden you know, like, oh, this is 110 damage or whatever, and now I found one with 113, so of course I'm going to ditch the 110, you know, I, I kind of like like, having the uh, you know, holding on to them a little bit more, but um, I don't know, I think that's why I never really got into something like World of Warcraft um, mm. because you, you couldn't really, maybe I was very young when I played it, but you couldn't do as much exploration and you're in this zone and when you level up you grind, 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 grind and then you move on to the next yeah, one yeah. and I just there's nothing in that for me really I, so I can see the appeal of it but um, yeah it yeah. Wasn't, wasn't for me then wasn't for me then um, 
tell me about. Oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 you go. I don't know. I was about to say, let's move on to your next game. So, yeah, tell, finish. Well. Oh, were you actually? Okay, yeah. go on then. Go on then. I know, we just don't think. Um, so, I'll, I'll do. See, I was going to talk about Halo 3 um, as the campaign, but I feel that's so talked about anyway. Um, that <laughs> we'll just say, Halo 3 campaign is great. Let's move on. <laughs> which um, which Halo game is Halo Reach? Halo Reach is the one with the with what's called Noble Team, and they're like a wait, as in number wise, like oh, that's a good point. Um, I can't remember now. So you had um, I think Halo CE Combat Evolved two, three, ODST, and then I think you had Reach. So it okay. probably is five. I think I could be wrong. I'm probably missing one, but no, I was just I was just um looking at because um Niall who was on the last episode mm. um, one of his favourite games was um Halo Reach and I wasn't sure if yeah. uh oh on say I've made a boo boo here oh sorry sorry viewers at home um for some reason you are currently watching me google Halo 3 <laughs> how did that happen alright it's back now I don't know why that happened mm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I debated between... There's a funny story behind this, actually, because I debated between doing Halo 3 and Halo Reach, um, and my <laughs> my parents <laughs> didn't want me having, <laughs> like, 16 games when I was, like, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Halo Reach was the first game I got that was, like, that I didn't you know, hmm. go to my friend's house and just play. Um, that was, uh, you know, slightly higher age limit, I suppose. Um, so there is a special place in my heart for Halo Reach, and I mean, this, I mean, I'm sure your um, Niall, your last guest, talked about it. I felt the campaign with, with Reach was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really well written, and they had really cool characters, and they all died. So it was really, <laughs> it was really like emotional because you know you, they had this awesome Spoilers. team that you were part of. I know it was. You can't spoil a game that old. I'm only joking. No, you can't spoil a game that old. Um, just put a spoiler alert just before then. I'm not doing that. <laughs> You'll be heavily ed- editing in the video anyway, won't you? I'm sure. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I'll go for Halo Three since your last guest did Reach. Um, and Halo Three just had an awesome campaign, like, just a split-screen campaign that was just really, really cool. And it was you know the whole world was ending. You know there was alien ships coming down, blowing everything up. Oh, that's cool. And then all of a sudden you've got like another threat, the flood come in, and just you know you've got to deal with that. So it just really cool levels of sort of just world ending you know it's just epic really epic gameplay basically and I still remember um, I still remember what was the scene I can't remember which level it was in but it's like a massive desert sort of assault on a planet and and you're suddenly and it's the, de- the, the level you get tanks the scorpion tanks and you look you look up and there's this massive like frigate sort of ship just hovering above you and you're just like Oh my god, this is awesome! You know, just you just felt like you're in the middle of a war at that age, you know, like a futuristic sci-fi war, and it was just awesome. So I've, I've never played a Halo game, and uh, yeah. we had a we had a, an opposite uh, console uh, growth because you, you had what? Did, mm. you, did you have an N64? No, I, had, I only had the GameCube. Okay. So um, you, you had a GameCube and then an Xbox 360. I had mm. PS2 and PS3, so yeah. I, I, I haven't actually played any Halo game at all. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's like with, with you with the PS3, 
so the PlayStation side, I, I've hardly played any of the PlayStation games. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is really, a really interesting thing, isn't it? Really, you know, it's a really just divergent path in a way. But it sucks because there's some. Both of those consoles had amazing exclusives. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, I do. It was always a slight, you know, jokey competitiveness about which console. You know, we're like, oh, PS, PlayStation sucks. You know, at school. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this one's going to be more powerful and <laughs> yeah it was fine yeah. until it was like yeah haha you know PlayStation 3 is more powerful and then you play Skyrim on PlayStation 3 mm. and then you're like oh it's really really good and then, a f- and then a few months pass and it gets really bad on the um, on the PS3 version it had a, a crippling bug um, really that got worse the more you played it oh, <laughs> and I remember God. that and I, I can't even argue this anymore. <laughs> it's like, this is really bad. Anyway. And then also, the, I mean, with Skyrim, they had massive delays on the PlayStation side of the DLC, didn't they? That it was like a year, over a year or something, wasn't it? Um, it actually wasn't, funnily enough. It might have felt really? like a year. I, I think it was just a month. <laughs> was it? <laughs> but it definitely felt longer. <laughs> I would have put money on that it was a year. <laughs> I never even played those. <laughs> Funny enough, which is bizarre. It's strange, isn't it? Uh, it was the Dawnguard DLC, I think, wasn't it? It was Dawnguard, and there was another one afterwards. I haven't played I either. I only played the Dawnguard. I don't know what the other one was. But, yeah. but the, the only oh, reason I, why I didn't play those is because I was a child and I couldn't yeah. afford it. That was it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know how I made the decision to go for. Actually, I do know it was because of Halo. That's why I bought an Xbox 360. I asked for an Xbox 360 for Christmas. But, um, yeah, I think quick special mention to uh, Iron Daggers in Skyrim for leveling up my blacksmithing so much. <laughs> I did the same thing. It's just... <laughs> that was that was hilarious. So, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> just like, craft, 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 and sell them all. <laughs> But then also, even though you were totally just abusing the game and it wasn't in any way skillful, I remember feeling like a badass for any way. I remember feeling like, not that I've broken the game, but like, no, I'm really good. I'm a really good blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah. Level 70 blacksmith. So funny, isn't it? Because nowadays, when I play games, I, I really try hard to not do any exploit in any way like I want to play it the way it's meant to be played whereas yeah. when, I, when I was younger exploiting the game just I didn't care like as in yeah. it, didn't, it didn't make it didn't make the game feel worse it, it felt no. just fun uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why like cheat code wasn't it mm-hmm. I just remember going around to a friend's house and playing I think it was later on but you know, any sort of game where you just plug in a cheat code and you just GTA you know, yeah, GTA, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Oh, just remembering all these games now. Just randomly, Simpsons Hit and Run. Like, what a random sort of random gem of a game. Like, that was just. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Like, yeah. Really well thought out as yeah. a game, I thought. Uh, but anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, considering so, you're only in a car as well. It's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 love, I love that. I love that. Um, I'll move on to the next one um, because it's 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 a mod really, but it's it's Daisy. Um, mm. Please dead. Um, and I just remember it was one of the first games I played on PC, 
and again, you said I remember watching before I got a PC. I watched loads of people playing videos on it, and it just looked so much fun. It just again open world, really unscripted gameplay, and anything can happen was the sort of the thing I yeah. thought. In reality, it meant just running around a field for about four hours um, looking for a can of beans before dying. Um, but you know, in my head, I thought it was pretty cool, and I was really young when I played it. And I just remember that on the sort of the server chat, because you'd, you'd have to find a server, and you'd always have like your favourite servers. I remember how janky of a system it was. It was Armour 2, by the way. The game was on Armour 2. Or the one I played anyway was mm-hmm. on Armour 2 um, before the standalone. So, yeah, so not, not standalone game, but mm-hmm. Armour 2. And I just remember these people like, chatting on the, uh, the sort of server-wide chat and then having much more of a clue about how to play the game. I had absolutely no idea how to play the game, really. Um, and you're know, just trying to find weapons and reloading, because if you found like a, a hatchet, you had to like reload the hatchet before you could use it. And if you fought, went on ladders, you're basically going to die. It was so janky. Um, if doors opened, if they opened wrong, you'd break a limb and the chance of finding morphine were really low when you had a broken leg. And the screen was grey, so if you lost a lot of blood, the screen went grey, so for about three hours you'd have like a grey screen. That's so... Um, f- I wish I... We, we uh, you know, obviously I did get a PC in the end yeah. and we had a lot of fun um, playing games together, but mm. I do, I definitely wish I had a PC earlier because I feel like there's some, yeah. especially stuff like Daisy, that obviously was a whole. You're never going to get back. You can't, I can't just play that no. the Armor Two mod now. It wouldn't be the same. Um, no, be the same. That was something that you had to play when it was when it was big at the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it says. I love stuff like that though. I, lo- I love I love it when games are. You have like that pocket of time where you just yeah yeah yeah. I mean, it's amazing because really, looking back on it, I mean, I, that's why I included Daisy. Really, was that because it was so influential for the for the next sort of you know, what the games we're playing now so PUBG came from you know, like an armor 2 yeah, game, yeah. You know, and the survival game I mean, remember that survival game era where every game had zombies um, and every game had crafting and, and sort of survival and it was just endless you know, I, think, I think a lot of that came from Daisy unless I'm remembering it incorrectly um, but you know I just the hours spent and I remember I, again, I, I was such a I was such a crap gamer at that age because I, I had no idea what was going on in most games, let alone like a multiplayer mod where yeah. every server was different, and you know there might be different rules on a different server or. You know, yeah, that, that terrifies me now. Let alone yeah. as a kid, like. Uh. Yeah, and there were like you know there were like sort of thirty year olds playing the game who had so much better clue of how to do it. Um, I remember, I remember spending so long <laughs> finding a gun. Oh, there's one particular server, and I remember finding a gun. I think, oh yeah, it's great. And I didn't use the gun. I never used it because you just died. Like, and I didn't know how to use it very well. And you know, I didn't know how to shoot the gun very well. You know, I didn't know how to aim as much as very well because I never, <laughs> never, I never shot. You know, all the other multiplayer games, you can just die, reload, and, yeah. and practice and practice and practice. In Daisy, I never did because I, I, I found the gun once. I didn't even know what. To do caliber it was didn't know how the right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and also armor 2 just has such a weird control scheme it's a bizarre control control scheme oh it's a, it's um, a very hardcore game isn't it i mean i know armor is, 3 is like yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know why you know sometimes you think why do people play that but it's i think it just deliberately slows everything down so it feels yeah more realistic i suppose exactly um i remember 
one sort of from Daisy, I think I learned how to read maps really well. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's brilliant. How, That's really it, funny. You know, you'd have to you'd spawn in, and you wouldn't know where you were, um, and you'd have to figure out where you were on this map. You know, there was no icon saying where you were, and you had this massive map you could figure out, and you think, okay, I'm on the coast. Um, you know, are there pylons? And the map, because it's a military sim game, I suppose, yeah. the map were relatively realistic. Um, so you know, you'd look for like contours of the lands. Oh, that matches that contour, or power that, lines there, or that is okay, very cool. There. So I just, you know, yeah, just I remember, you know, being relatively competent in sort of map reading from that, um, and you know, finding a direction in you know, north, south, east, west. You know, yeah, it's just just weird. It reminds me weird of um, when we played the forest together. Oh my god! Um, which uh, that's actually that's although it's not in my top five or anything. Um, mm. That. Well, I think it was three days of playing that game. That's like one of my favourite gaming experiences oh, ever. It was 100%. so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'd probably categorise it as one of my, I'd probably, I mean, probably my top yeah. gaming experience. Really. <laughs> but we, I wouldn't. Like, you're right. I, I didn't even think to include it in my list for that. I don't know why, but no, but it was. Yeah, it, it was. It was just. It's weird, isn't it? It, 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 obviously it's a great game uh, but that that in particular was um, an experience to clue in uh, listeners um, we, we basically played there was three of us um, and we we played the forest uh, and um, it, it was just it was a three day I think it was three days where we and we were very free we just finished our final exams at uni well you you hadn't but two of us had yeah I can't remember what I was doing at that point but but I know, I know. Yeah. Two of us had just like literally just finished our exams, and so it was a three-day stint where we just played the forest all day, and mm. it was wonderful. I felt like I was living in that game. I know. I, oh. I loved it. I, I just it gives me, and that I think that what was extra special about that was that I suppose we were what was like twenty twenty-one then maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, 21. around that age. So, you know, I think it's equally as impressive to have that gaming experience at that age. You know, because you know, when you're younger, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, not easy to be impressed. So I just think I, I remember being excited. I remember waking up in the morning, and I remember being like, "You guys!" It was like nine a.m. or something, and just being like, "You guys on?" And then actually getting replies from both of you, like, "Yes, do it right now!" Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was so good, and then. Um, because I look, I look back at playing like PUBG, for example, and the hours I spent on that. And I loved that game at the time, but now I look back. You and played like, that so much, so much. <laughs> I look back on that now and I cringe a little bit because I'm like, God, that game. Um, but that was really Boris, fun, though. I mean, PUBG, PUBG was really fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, that's actually on my list for top five games, actually, because I thought I played it so much. I feel like you have to, don't you? I kind of feel I have to. I have to. I, I I haven't put Rainbow Six Siege on there because while I've got a ridiculous number of hours on that, I despise that game now and I won't touch it because it just it makes me sick. It, 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 it made me so angry. I remember at one point I had to stop and think. I just stop getting so angry with this game. You know, I just got to calm down. And, and, you know. that's, that's, I had that realization in high school with Call of Duty, um, and yeah, I never played. A, I never got into. I never got into a game like that again oh, PUBG, you know, PUBG I, I played a lot with my friends but it wasn't like um, 
I wasn't, you know, into it. I, I clocked in a hundred hours. It wasn't like I was, yeah, you know, it, I wasn't living and breathing it uh, because I get too stressed out otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's just not. You, know, you come away, you want to relax, and you come in and you play, and you come out of it just really annoyed. You're really annoyed. And generally, I you, you play if you played well, if you played a game really well, you think, yeah, let's play another one. And, and you know, you should stop like, there. Yeah, yeah. You more like to end on a bad game, Alt F four and done. You know, um, God, that game. So, um, I I want to I want to talk about your your top five. Unless you unless you have another childhood game that you're busting to talk about. More childhood games. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, these lists. I'm sure you look back on and think, why didn't I include that? But this this <laughs> this is such a random. One. It's only five. It's very difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I think technically I've done six, maybe, but whatever. Um, this might be a special mention, but it, it, <laughs> I don't think it's just such a obscure game. But it's called The Hobbit, <laughs> and I don't know if I've told you about this, but um, it was a game that came out what? in two thousand three or something like that. I remember when it, I got it here? Oh, yeah, two thousand three, and it's like an action sort of adventure game. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm, I'm googling this. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, and so it came on a CD, and you'd install it on a CD on your PC, and you basically just—it was the Hobbit, as in the book, man, um, because it was before the video game, before the film, sorry. Um, and you installed it, and you played it, and you just played through the Hobbit. And I—I I loved the Hobbit; was one of my favourite childhood books. Um, so this game was just so good, and cool. I oh wow! I'd probably. I, I've still got the disc, and I want, I'm going to play it again at some point because I, the no- again for me this is probably the the childhood game for me because like there were loads of gems and you'd you'd wander around the Shire at the start and you'd you collect some gems and the noise and the music just is that game for me is where the sounds really yeah you know, I can almost makes me like sort of oh, cool. you know, feel, oh shiver you know thinking of the noises of, of the of, and. I, you'd play through there was a such a good level where you'd play um, if you don't know the story of the Hobbit but there's uh, there's a thing where Bilbo has to like pickpocket the trolls mm-hmm. these massive stone trolls um, and you have to sneak um, around the trolls and it's the most stressful level I've ever played when I was younger because you'd have to sneak and then you might be caught by the trolls or not. I remember spending so long on that was it um, um, like a let's so say it was like a level based Yes, yes, it was. So you'd go round each level, and you'd story. Yeah, so each you know, along the story, you'd go to different areas, okay. different levels. It wasn't open world, um, but it's, it certainly felt open world at that age. <laughs> of course, um, but um, that was really interesting as well because you know even because it's the Hobbit, you know, you're you're literally a Hobbit. You're not, um, you know, you're not Gandalf. You're not. Um, <laughs> Aragorn or anyone you are a tiny little man and you start off with like a walking stick that you can beat people with but you then get Sting the little dagger sword that Bilbo has but even then you are you're, you're not even close to being able to fight the enemies uh, that you know in a normal game would be mm-hmm. you have to sneak around people um, like orcs when you, you, there's an amazing level where you're going through like the orc catacombs and it's awesome you, know, you you just aren't a powerful character. No, no matter how much you try, you can throw stones and things. And you, <laughs> you, know, you throw stones, and you can, you can kill certain things. I mean, that makes it a game. So you have to yeah. fight things. But 
you, know, you are not a powerful character and that, that's mm. what I really like about that game because it's not trying to shoehorn in you know you are a demigod and you've got demigod powers and you can kill everything you know you, you really are a little tiny thing caught up in this massive world and you've got to you know sneak around so oh very cool um, I know nothing about that until now that's no, really interesting if you want to borrow the game for a, for a let's play then <laughs> oh I wouldn't be able to I, I've never had a disk drive <laughs> Oh, true. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. I've got it on a floppy disk, if that helps. <laughs> Funny enough, I actually have one of those. <laughs> no. Dear. Right, I'll um, move on to uh, top five games. I, I want you, obviously, I want you to start with your worst. With your okay. worst top five. Worst top five. Um, again, I'm really... Well, okay. Um... I've got six, <laughs> but I can do the sixth one as a special mention. So it, it's funny that you say that, actually, yeah. um, because the last guest we had on, um, yeah. he also had six. Um, and so at the moment, um, our game that's in sixth place has zero points. Um, so you can you can join the rank. You can join the ranks of the zero pointers. <laughs> I was thinking I was categorizing it as like a special mention, um, and I'll briefly I'll touch briefly on it. Um, it was a game called Evolve, <laughs> and you've heard me natter on about this game endlessly. Probably, it's a good um, shot. That's a that's a cool pick, actually. Yeah, I just yeah, I feel like it was such a both for the game itself and for the type of game it was. I feel like it, it's such a shame it didn't succeed. Um, and I, you and me have talked endlessly about um, why it failed. Um, hmm. But essentially, it's, it's an asymmetric multiplayer game where you are one person is a monster who levels up, and the other team are these sort of sci-fi sort of heroes that you've got oh, to you're hunting the monster. It should have been so good. So good. I mean, oh. asymmetric multiplayer gaming just it's it's just the coolest thing. Yeah. You, you'd, you, you'd have all these cool gadgets on one team, and you know you'd be hunting this monster, hunting this monster, and you want to catch it at this early stage when it's small and not as powerful. Um, and as it gets bigger, because you, you're in this map, and, you, and as the monster, you have to be really sneaky. Like, you have to be so sneaky, and it's very—you have to be—it's a very high skill cap game, really, because you have to hide all around, and you've got to go to these mm. spots, and, and they can track your footprints as well. So they can really find you very quickly, and they can then dome you. They put down like this big sort of um, force field dome to trap you and try and kill you. And uh, I just remember. Um, yeah, that, that moment then when you get to stage there's three stages as the monster hmm. where you get power more powerful and powerful and you, you eat the wildlife around you and you, you evolve and in stage three you just, you're just this monster that can just destroy anything and you're just like batting down these tiny tiny characters yeah, they're, they're, you know, and that's and they're, they're playing an FPS game and that's just the coolest thing I that think. game did not oh. deserve to die that no. is that was such a good concept I, yeah. I'm fully expecting an imitator to come around at some point honestly I mean you're absolutely right I mean that genre just I would I would yeah I'd love to have a more fleshed out genre of um, of asymmetric where yeah. it's like 5v, 5v1 I love I love asymmetric games like that <laughs> so good so good and you've got there's so much scope I think Evolve with a couple of its game mechanics slightly penned itself in um, and it mm-hmm. had terrible marketing and it did way too many 
um, like pre-order bonuses and yeah, 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 yeah. ludicrous like legendary editions that cost like 100 quid and you know, it's just ridiculous yeah but um, so that that's that um, and I'll uh, special mention to that game so cross fingers that we get another another game like that but it wasn't just called Evolver was it what was it it was, it was called, called um, Evolve Survival Evolved but then I th- no not Survival Evolved that's Ark yeah <laughs> um, that's what I keep um, thinking it's Ark Survival Evolved it's not is it just called Evolve it is just called Evolve yeah I kept I think thinking they, of they um, then did a, a free to play one after that stage two stage, that's it yeah stage two yeah Oh yeah. man! See, this, this is interesting because um, this game highlighted to me. I just recently bought a laptop, mm. and it had like a pretty, it had a really pants graphics card in. Mm. I didn't realize how bad the graphics card was until I played this game with you guys. Yeah. Like, well, I can't even, I can't run it at all. Like it was yeah. like so I had to put everything on the lowest settings at 720p, and I still mm. couldn't play it. And I remember being really sad. I was like, oh yeah, time to play some games with you guys. And then just oh, I guess I won't play this. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I mean it was a and it looks great. It was a really good looking game as well from what I remember. I think it was Unreal it was the Unreal engine and it just looked really good mm-hmm. for, for its age. Um really good. Um so the next one uh, is is Battlegrounds, PUBG. Nice. Um and I again you know, I played a lot, I played far too I dread to think about the hours I had in that game, but um it was a time when I moved into my house at university with uh, lots of other PC gamers hmm. and we would play and literally until the sun came up and you know we're like oh crap it's light outside you know oh god but it was so good so good we, I had the same um, experience when it I had the perfect timing for that game my whole house had PCs yeah it's like brilliant <laughs> I mean there's that age old saying isn't there really for gaming where any game is a good game if you can play it with someone Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you can play any crap game if it's multiplayer because or co-op with your friends because it'll be good fun then. Um, but PUBG, and because I, I sound like such a hipster now, um, but <laughs> I played Armor Three, the Armor Three uh, Battlegrounds mod or whatever it's called, and this player are known Battlegrounds for um, Armor Three, and Armor Three again really janky and just awful controls but same thing you know zone shrinking in um, mm-hmm. dropping out of the plane getting guns um, and it was just so much fun so much fun and I remember I stopped playing after a while um, the mod for Armour 3 and I remember I was on the sub uh, on the subreddit for that for some reason and uh, I noticed that they said that they had a you know player unknown the guy the creator of it was working on uh, a standalone you know separate game hmm. um, Battlegrounds I thought that's really interesting yeah, so and they showed like some assets, some cars, and the things, um, and uh, and I thought, ah, that'd be cool. And just not knowing the, the, the scale that it would have evolved, blow up to, because it was a very niche, not, it was a very niche sort of God, game. Really. Not just the scale of which it's PUBG specifically, but the genre yeah. that it then spawned from it. Whoa, Amazing. incredible! <sighs> I mean, it's billions of dollars, billions yeah. of dollars probably. Maybe not. Well, maybe maybe it would be billions. I don't know. I reckon at this point the battle royale genre for sure there's so many battle royale games now I think Fortnite then definitely yeah um, I mean I think I think ultimately I'm getting away a bit from PUBG here but I think ultimately um, currently I think Warzone is is a really well um, evolved version of PUBG I think yeah Um, I I think PUBG sort of they were really innovative initially um, but then when they released the second map they were just doing the same old thing and not as well 
and they just had they just didn't innovate. You know, they did not innovate. They did not keep up. And then other games came out, and I mean, I, don't, I have no idea what the player count is now. But I mean, one time it was the highest on Steam, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Or for a long time. Maybe not quite Dota Two. I can't remember now, but no, PUBG uh, was number one for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, f- for me um, what did PUBG for me was um, its pace for the most part um, it was a relatively slow paced game mm. and I still in my opinion I prefer it over Call of Duty Warzone I I quite liked how there's a lot of sneaking around there's a lot of oh can you hear that car in the distance let's hide in this house and ambush them Whereas in mm. COD, um, maybe it's just because I've played too many of these games now and it's not special anymore. Yeah. But for COD, I, I found that it was did have the same vibe, but mm. that could just be because I've now played too many of them. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think I think every game has its its heyday when uh, mm. fresh. And there aren't like the... Because I, mean, I remember we, I certainly came back to PUBG. I, mean, I played it solidly for a few months. I came back to it after a break from it and then realised how good everyone was and how yeah, nailed yeah, down yeah, the yeah. meta was. Yeah. You know, it was absolutely nailed down. And you think, nah, you know, it's nah. not for me anymore. I don't, I don't want to get back into it. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the next game I've got, um, I couldn't decide between two. I, I think... I was going to say Gmod, um, but <laughs> just because of the fun I had. But I sort of want to touch this because it's less, not as well known. But Lost Planet Two, <laughs> which is such a random game. Cool pick. Yeah, for me, like Lost Planet Two, just because again it was that wacky sort of Japanese sort of mm-hmm. game where you you got to see, you know, it was so different to the the games we got growing up. It was that like Xbox Three Sixty sort of era. So different to the flavor and the feeling of all the other video games that we had at the time and it wasn't perfect by any stretch mm-hmm. but yeah, there were really cool mechanics in it just so different and really cool like, the mechs it was the, the mechs of the game was so cool mm-hmm. I still I still think back to um, some like the big like mechs sort of that you could drive and they were so cool yeah you could get in them and you could put massive guns on them <laughs> you fought I mean the scale of the, the, the monsters as well was the cool thing that was so the selling awesome. point of the game you could get inside a monster. Still, I, still I, awesome. Like today, really. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's been a game that's done as much really as that. I, I think that game was very innovative as well. Yes. In that it did a lot. It did a lot, and the, the, ver- the variation of the levels as well, um, where you know you, you you went a lot. You did a lot of mm. different levels, a lot of different scenery, everything from jungle to cities to snow to desert. Yeah. To um, uh, space as well was pretty cool. Um, and mm. you know, like, there's a classic level where you're on a train and the train's just driving you know, in a straight line and you've got this you know, massive worm that's about the size I remember of, that yeah, yeah, remember yeah. That you've got this massive rail gun that um, you fire at this um, massive worm the worm's like as big as a city ball, like, yeah. probably a small town um, and you've got this, you have to load the, the whole. You know, it's like that big um, Nazi German railgun from yeah, World War II. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ridiculous. And so you'd load these shells, and you have to pick up the shells and put it in, and turn the gun and fire it. And oh, it's so cool! Such a good game. Nice. I never actually played it co-op. I only played it on my own, which was always annoying because um, I think it was meant to be a four-player game, really. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I do want to play it with people at some point. I think it'd be really good fun. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, that was that was a fantastic game. Fantastic. Nice. Game. That's yeah. a cool pick. We're getting your um, at the end. Once you've done it, I'll read out the whole list. Um, mm. Really interesting picks on this list. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I've got a few more, a couple of more sort of more obvious ones next. Uh, yeah. And the next one is um, Battlefield Three. Cool. Um, just, I think, again, for me, very sort of biased in the sense that it fit in very well. It was again one of the first-ish, first sort of five PC games that I played after getting a PC, mm-hmm. um, and it just felt at the right time for me. And really good, big open battles, um, but as well as really, really good like core. F- PS mechanics that just were really tight and really crisp. Um, I mean, it had its issues, of course, but you know, just uh, is that the, you know, it's, it's. I think they've haven't really quite replicated the big scale battles as well as they have in Battlefield Three. Yeah, so. I, I think it's weird, isn't it? I think Battlefield that was the quintessential Battlefield for sure. Like the, they, mm. it definitely. But Bad Company Two was the one I played the most, and I remember being amazed yeah, by that. And then good. I feel like Battlefield Three took all the good stuff from that and like yeah. made it bigger. Um, yeah, but they, they yeah. scaled back recently. I don't know why. I I feel I don't know what it was. I mean, I played a lot of Battlefield Four as well, and that's kind of where I stopped with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I, I think they had such really good maps where. I think that the different levels of gameplay you had the infantry sort of soldier on soldier sort of tanks and sort of LAV yeah. sort of vehicles and then you had like helicopters um, fighting each other and then you had jets as well yeah. and then the destructible environment as well was, was really cool um, and it, I think it was it was the sort of the it was the right combination of chaos really and unpredictability yes. um, and I don't know why they didn't do as well. Maybe it was just not as... The helicopters were never as good, I thought, as in, in 4. But I, I do remember just how fun it was flying over this map with our, one of our other friends, actually, but in, in an attack helicopter. One person flying it, one person um, with a gun, and just having just a ridiculous amount of fun. Um, and that, also Rush. Yeah, I, I, just, I just remember like just the destructible environments blowing my yeah. mind. Just being like, I... Yeah, I just killed an in, well, not an entire team, but I killed like three people yeah. in this house because I bombed it at the right moment and brought it down. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. so cool! So cool. <laughs> and like tanks driving through buildings and just like, yeah, yeah, oh, awesome, awesome, so good, so good. And it, it did, it did really well. I mean, I think it's only been for me, it's only been replicated well by Squad, um, this other game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got really good levels of tactics I mean that's a little bit more hardcore but you know it's still good fun um, but there is a I think there is a need in the market at the moment for a game for like, like Battlefield 3 and I think we'll Definitely. see if they we'll see if they manage to achieve it um, well World War 3 was meant to be that but I don't know where that yeah. went I don't know. I think again that was suffered with hype and yeah, the budget definitely. didn't quite work out as well. I don't think they had the budget for it necessarily. Um, but. Yeah, a lot. A lot of smaller studios are stepping up to fill these these gaps. Um, some of them much more successfully than others. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I, I think um, it will be interesting to see what 
we talked about earlier, like the, what the big game, big sort of game manufacturers, AAA manufacturers, sort of make in the next few years. Mm. If they if they do start to make good games again, and maybe I'm just being a bit jaded and old, but I'm I'm excited. It's a new generation consoles. I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's potential. We'll see where it goes, but yeah. I mean, all games had their issues at the start. I mean, I'm sure Battlefield 3 had so many issues, I think, at the start anyway. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I think we'll I think that this... I'll let you do your next game in a sec. I, I think this generation of consoles um, really was quite underpowered, honestly. And I think that it did... A lot, a lot of AAA games stagnated quite a bit. Um, yeah. Because the I don't I honestly think it's because the the tech wasn't there to mm. really bring it forward. I, I feel like um, you know because games are all, always made around consoles, and I, I do feel like we the, the the PlayStation Four Xbox One generation was kind of the same as the generation before it, but everything was prettier and. At a high resolution, yeah. that's kind of it, yeah. really. I didn't yeah. think anything else of it. Yeah. I, it had a, it had a difficult. Hopefully, this noise noisy chair that I'm sitting on isn't annoying. I can't hear it at all. <laughs> Good, <laughs> it's very squeaky. Um, I think that was a stage where PC gaming sort of took off a bit more as well. So I think I think it was it's you know, the consoles slightly suffered from not quite knowing where they were. Yeah. Um, but now with PC gaming and um, being a bit. You know, with, with graphics cards being expensive, you know, not anymore though. Are they not anymore? Have you seen the new cards? No, I haven't. I haven't kept up with it. At quick, all. quick aside, because I need to, I need to fill um, Tony in with this information. Um, so, <laughs> so because I'm, I'm buying one of these. It, the, oh. So the new, the new cards come out in two weeks. Mm. Um, they revealed a 3070, a 3080, and a 3090. Um, the 3070 costs 400 pounds, and it is more powerful. And it and there are benchmarks now. Um, it's more powerful than the uh, 1300 pound 2080 Ti. No, so really? it's there's actually they've now gone back to being reasonably priced. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, and they actually made a joke about it um, in the presentation where they revealed it. Um, so Pascal, which was the 10 series, they, they actually said, Pascal owners, now it's time to upgrade. That's what they actually said. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to be buying a 3080. I'm really excited. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I'm glad. I mean, if only Intel would do the same with their CPUs now. Um, uh, I mean, that is a huge thing, isn't it? Wow. That's incredible. The, I mean, yeah, it's 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 actually insane. The 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 thirty eighty is actually like completely mental. It's uh, like twice as powerful as a twenty eighty Ti. It's it's an yeah. absolute beast. It's it's gonna be really exciting. That's gonna be so good. I'm so I'm I'm shocked that that's the case. Yeah, same. <laughs> because you, I mean, it, you know, business wise, why would you do that? Why would you not just do? Well, because I think it's because the consoles are actually they actually are going to be really good this gen. Yeah. And there's no way they're going to be any more than five hundred pounds. So yeah. I reckon they, the only reason why the last ones are expensive is because why not? 
but now yeah. they know there's going to be competition so yeah that, that's what that's what we said earlier isn't it that mm-hmm. that was that issue of um when we when we i think when we got into pc gaming i can't remember how years ago now but it was worth it you know it was worth spending yeah. money on on these things because yeah. you get a lot more for your money than consoles um but then, you know, the last couple of years, it's been really difficult to sort of justify. That was with Bitcoin mining as well, so really pushing up the price of graphics cards. You think you, know, you have to spend a lot of money on to get a decent PC up and running. And yeah. um, it did get more expensive, but that's so good to hear because usually it was like, oh, the next, you know, sort of 60, 70, 80, whatever it was, um, series of cards um, each year. Would be just like five ten percent better, wouldn't they, or something like that? It was it was well. The, the 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 twenty series was that. The 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 ten series was really really good, and then they got yeah. crap, and then now, you know, yeah, instead of seeing ten fifteen percent, you're seeing like eighty ninety percent. Uh, so good, and you know, and they've also they've uh, they're, they're twice as good at ray tracing as well. Which oh, is going to be so cool when that gets yeah. more adopted. That is going to be so wow. cool. So be amazing. yeah. Anyway, incredible. Yeah. Give me your next game. <laughs> I know you can talk about ages that, can you? Yep. Um, next game, uh, unsurprisingly, really, uh, is The Witcher Three. Um, right. So is it? I'm trying to. I'm looking at my list, and I cannot believe it. But The Witcher yeah. Three is not actually on here yet. Oh. How is that? I was going to put it on my list, but wow. Yeah, go on, tell me about The Witcher 3. Well, um, it re- I think with all the other games I've said, I think there is the, you have to take it with a pinch of salt in that it was when I came, it came out in a certain age for me. Um, it came out a certain time before, um, you know, obviously sort of context of the context of the games around it. But really, I think The Witcher 3 will always go down in, in, in history for being um, remarkably good for its age or its era um, I mean remarkably good um, it, again I think it suffered I, I enjoyed the combat and I, I think it was not not perfect in any way um, but it, it was just so removed from the cookie cutter sort of games that we've had mm-hmm. um, and it was such an improvement from The Witcher 2 as well because I played The Witcher 2 yeah. and it was good but you know, it was a very you know small developer, weird sort of mechanics. You know, open world-ish, but not really very well done. It was, I don't think it was open world actually, but it was, you know, it was just an odd sort of game. Really fun, good story, but just kind of odd really. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher Three just knocked it out of the park. You know, it was such an amazing <laughs> world. You know, it was such an amazing world. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, the amount of time you could just sit on top of the horse and look at like Skellige, the island of Skellige, the sunset and the trees and the music and the it was just, it was like a it was like a, um so good what do you call it like a render sort of demo for yeah yeah yeah. For, yeah it was just gorgeous and on top of that you had I, I was slightly diversion to a lengthy sort of talk about NPCs in video games now <laughs> um, I think Bring for me the Witcher which was the the, ne- the next game where for a long time where a created world felt like a world and we talked about an oblivion and uh, w- you know where the, the cities felt real mm-hmm. now if we go back to them they would feel and even when going back to sort of Skyrim as well 
everything feels very small and not very real because everything feels very placed and we're just used to it now. Yeah, we're yeah. used to that level of world building. And I think for me, the, when I went into, I can't remember names of any of the cities, I and mean, he played a lot more than I did. Um, but one of the cities, you know, it felt like a bustle and hustle. Uh, Novigrad, probably. Yeah, I think so. Novigrad is like the big city, yeah. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it was still obviously a video game, you know. If, oh, you know, it's it so amazing, though. <laughs> it was, you know, it, and, and it had really cool levels of, you know, um, world building. I and mean, a bit like sort of Dungeons and Dragons, it was what you imagine like a dungeon a really well crafted world of Dungeons and Dragons was like and it didn't feel too much like um, like just a Lord of the Rings clone as well mm-hmm. it was it was a bit Game of Thrones because it was very brutal um, it, it was quite a brutal sort of game in the sense that it, you know, it was, with Skyrim it's just like hack and slash hack and slash oh the person's dead they're like a ragdoll figure on the ground and you, you, know, you could chop off someone's head there were executions for Skyrim but the Witcher felt a bit more gritty, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you, that same thing we talked about earlier. I and mean, I suppose this is kind of the theme of games that I like is that you can really go down different avenues. And you are Geralt of Rivia, the Witcher. You are a yeah. set character. And that ways it makes it more impressive, really, that a game like that, even though you are one character with no options of changing your hair colour or who you were, your race, your whatever... It felt you felt really unique. Your gameplay yep. felt unique. Yeah, and with, with incredible with, with the Witcher, I liked how they basically hid a class system in there with the Witcher armor, mm. and how you could mm. actually the different Witcher armors that that you sets that you could level up and get were they kind of yeah it, it, it's like they actually put you into more of a class if you wanted to do that, and but the way it was done was really cool and. When you find another piece of Witcher gear, it was really special, yeah. like you know, yeah. and really hard, really, really hard yeah. to craft that final master level armor. Like that was a that's yeah. a tough, yeah. I mean, you're far more qualified to talk about The Witcher Three than me. Um, again, another game I didn't finish, and I still haven't finished. Honestly, but, right? Finish that game. Yeah. Get the expansions. Uh, yeah, because I the expansions, but I just. Oh, man. Yeah, I just but both of the expansions are fantastic. They're both yeah. amazing. Yeah, and they look <laughs> awesome. They look awesome. Um, yeah, again, actually, I mean, I read the books of, of The Witcher as well, and I thought they were really a really cool, mm. really cool world. You know, just a really well thought out world. Um, and um, yeah, I, I will. It's a game I will come back to undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, come back to. Um, and uh, yeah. I'll, I remember it was a bit difficult to run on a couple of the uh, graphics cards I had, but I looked towards <laughs> being playing it at full settings. <laughs> yeah. Still was oh. good. Okay, See, yeah. there's there's a few games, and me me being um, having the, the honour of being the host of this podcast, mm. I have the power to change this list. Because like, um, in this list is also is mine and Jack's games as well. Mm. Um, and because I control the list, I can control what games I put in. And yeah, I'm so tempted because oh, Witcher Three deserves deserves so much praise, but I didn't put it in mine, and it's so hard, isn't it, doing a top five? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be so interested to hear what your top five is. Well, um, what's your what's your number one? Let's yeah. hear it. Well, mm-hmm. um, 
this was hard, but I'm <laughs> actually really satisfied. I actually came to this conclusion really quickly. Um, and I'll, it's a bit cheaty because I'll jump back between the first game and the second game, but I'm just going to go with the first game because it's the first one I played and I thought it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Metro 2033. <laughs> Whoa! Cool! I know. A bit random. Um, again, far from a perfect game. Um, but it was yeah i think it was a really really well-built game um in a sense of just the, the environment mm-hmm. I, I don't unless i can think of one i don't think i've had maybe the forest actually <laughs> um but i don't think i've had such good atmosphere in a game ever really um and it's I, yeah sorry Carol. yeah you, you are in the. You know, it's, it's Russian as well, written by Russian, made by Russians, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Russian studio. So it's it's again it's it's it, the flavour feels different from your t- you know, like Ubisoft because you know you could know a Ubisoft game without knowing it's a Ubisoft game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the everything is just so I feel immersed. I think that's the most immersed I've felt in a game really is in the Metro series. And again, I'm slightly blurring the lines between the first game 2033 and Metro Last Light mm-hmm. um, which is the second one but you know it, it's got everything I like in it. it's got it's got history in it you know, it's sort of alternate history but you know sort of so um, World War 2 blending into the Cold War so it's really sort of cool history um, it's entirely based in tunnels um and you've got these janky sort of homemade economy sort of I think it's what fall what I wanted Fallout to be, and that's why I was always slightly disappointed with Fallout, was that I didn't f I did Fallout never felt as um I guess immersive or authentic. Authentic yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, authentic. Absolutely right. Yeah. And I, I could really you know, I could really see, you know, why this underground Russian subway economy and manufacturing systems and a way of life like existed you know there was nothing unbelievable about it really do you do you remember we went to Comic-Con yeah yeah and we received <laughs> it was either that game or Last Light yeah it was a pack so, it was just a pack-in yeah and I remember playing that I was expecting I'd never heard of it at that point no same and I was expecting yeah. nothing absolutely mind blown by how good yeah. it was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know, it was you know, going through these tunnels and with you know your with different weapons that you found and and just sneaking around and then oh it's so atmospheric yeah. I'm just using the same words over and over again now but um, <laughs> I, I, I loved it absolutely loved it and the monsters were very cool and lo- lots of different types of threat as well you know you had mm. um so the more supernatural threat you had the you know, sort of humans versus humans sort of territorial war threat um, you had the sort of actual sort of ir- irradiated monsters threat mm-hmm. um, just a really really um, you know immersive gritty world and I, I, I you know again I will go back to that game at, you know, I have done and I will go back to the game again at some point um because I love it absolutely love it <laughs> good pick yeah so that's kind of it really so okay so we, we, we I'm going to read you this list and at some point because there's only been two episodes of Hitbox so I'm not I'm not concerned mm. yet um, 
But at some point, I am going to be concerned because um, so far, every single person has chosen a completely unique game. There's no overlap at all. Really? Uh, which is really cool, actually. Um, really? I was expecting... I was kind of expecting, like... Honestly, I thought everyone would say The Witcher. Um, mm. I even surprised myself that I didn't put The Witcher on there. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read... I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. Yeah. And we're going to read the hit, the current Hitbox top 10 games of all time. <laughs> so at the moment, there is no top 10. There's a top six. <laughs> and they're all... There's, there's a whole... There's, okay, so there's only six... It's a top six, and there are 22 games on this list. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... Um, joint sixth is Evolve, and um, really? Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, okay. Because they're both, they've both got zero points. Um, <laughs> at... Uh, in fifth place, with one point each, mm. we have Undertale... Street Fighter 4, Minecraft, and PUBG. Yeah, I, I nearly I, I nearly did Minecraft as well, actually, but I thought that's going to be very common as well. So It's, it's frustrating, though, isn't it? Because yeah. Minecraft really deserves to be way higher than that because it, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I also... I'm cutting in again now, but I, I feel there's, there's definitely... There's games, the games that sort of don't deserve that they're, they're fantastic, but they don't deserve to be like recommended. Like Gary's mod, for example, is entirely user created. Like there's there's nothing about that game that is the developers intended really. Or I would never. Like, I, Gmod, <laughs> in terms of my experience of games, would be right at the yeah. top. But yeah. I, yeah, you can't. You just can't put it on there, can you? Sorry about that. I think my Discord just restarted for some reason. I don't know what that was, but that's all right. All right, we're back now. Um, yeah, right. Carry on. Where are we? <laughs> um, what are we talking about? We were talking about. Um... Go on. Can we remember the last thirty seconds? <laughs> D mod. That was it. We're talking about D mod. Two two gentlemen in their prime. <laughs> <laughs> we're in our early twenties. It's only going to get worse. Than <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, Gmod. We were saying how it's entirely yeah. easy created and just—it's it's very strange. It, it's a very strange mix of the game, and it, again, entirely boosted by community um, creations and also YouTube videos. Yeah, like uh, that's all it was. I mean, I discovered it through YouTube pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely bizarre, really, how it's alive. But. Um, even alive now I, it would be funny if they released a second version you know when the next source engine comes out you know, mm, well they'll release there's actually it's like it seems to be that there is actually going to be a second Gary's mod oh, um, according to Gary himself so when that will come out it's anyone's mm. guess but it's, apparently it's been in development for a good few years now so brilliant yeah brilliant I would love that. I mean, again, it's going to take... It needs that library of resources, but... I mean, I think all the old classics, you know, such as... Um, uh, you know, the, the, the classic game modes, you know, Prop Hunt, TTT, all the famous ones will be on there instantly, I'm sure, but, um, you know, just that mess of making a server and adding ludicrous amounts of, you know... It's um, never going to be I bad, I about it the other day, like, 
just I love I love the fact that you'll be running around with like a shotgun with this weird like Jimmy Neutron's dad, <laughs> and I'm I'm hunting down you know like um, oh I don't so know, hunting good. down Kermit the Frog or, or Mario or something you know it's just if you want if you want to yeah if Gmod represents that's like a good bastion for PC gaming that's kind of like yeah. this is kind of what you can do like as a yeah. that's kind of like the peak yeah. of this is how ridiculous you can get with uh, mods <laughs> yeah um, I mean, you look yeah sorry. you look yeah go on go on, go on. no go on uh, Carol well, sorry just going to say um, you know like the Halo community was amazing with the Forge world sort of mm. editor that they create made amazing games on that but they always I like the GTA and that is bizarre as well to me GTA 5 level creator like you had to learn if you wanted to make decent levels, you had to learn weird placement tricks. Yeah, yeah. To get everything to work. For like three years, you had to you had to place ramps in weird things and ways before they did more sort of. And you think that's not that's that's a console sort of eyes version of PC gaming. Yeah. Um, and the same with the Halo thing. That is console based. It's you have to work. You're working around the system rather than mm-hmm. with it. With Gary's mod, yes, it's it's uh, you know it's. <laughs> A cranky piece of shit, really, but it it does it. it, it it's so creative. You know, mm-hmm. It is the ultimate expression of create gaming, so creativity and definitely, yeah. I'll, I'll always laugh at the memories of that. Yeah. Always, always laugh yeah. at the memories of that. And we had certainly a lot of fun in it. So, um, in oh, I lost my place. In third, no, fourth place on this list, we have Civilization Five, oh, Towerfall, Spyro the Dragon. And Lost Planet Two. Um, Who else put Lost Planet Two? You. That is yours. That is yours. I see. I see. Okay. That, that's these are these. Are, this is a joint. <laughs> these all have I, two I, points. Yeah, that makes sense now. I, I should have got this from the start. That this is yeah. There's only two been two people doing. Yeah. It, just to, just to uh, so basically, if it's your best game, it gets five points, and worst cool. worst <laughs> uh, one. And so it's just two from two people. It's not included yours and Jack's, is it? It is. It's including me and Jack's. Oh, it's yeah, because okay, cool. we thought we'd add ours in to um, you know start it off to a reasonable list. You know. Yeah. Of course, um, of uh, the next uh, in third place we have Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, yeah, uh, Halo Reach, Skyrim, and Battlefield Three. Mm. Uh, in second place we have Persona Four. Zelda Breath of the Wild, Little Big Planet Two, and The Witcher Three, and then the Hitbox number one games <laughs> of all time. It's so funny. It's such a funny list. Pokemon Heart Gold. Yeah. Mass Effect Two. See, I was going to say Mass Effect Two at one Were point. Were you? Well, but yeah, but only a little bit. Only a little bit. But yeah. The Last of Us, and of course Metro Twenty Thirty Three. The Last of Us as well. Wow. So was what was what was Jack's favorite game? Jack's favorite game was The Last of Us. Yeah, and then very good. so for me, I mean, top top game is ridiculous because, frankly, I could put Zelda in there. I could put Witcher in there. I'm I'm still umming and ahhing about Pokemon. I just I I just felt like I don't know. 
I had so many great memories. Um, I'm like, I always think back to Pokemon. Uh, Mm. Does it deserve to be number one? Almost certainly not. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's so hard, isn't it? I think, interesting, again, what you mentioned, um, Little Big Planet um, 2, whoever put Mm -hmm. that. That is an excellent game. But again, because I didn't have a PS3, I had no, no contact with that. Which is really disappointing in the way because it it was again so much creativity. I mean, it kind of is a bit Gmoddy, really, isn't it? In that sense, yeah. It's surprisingly um, Gmoddy, considering it's obviously on a console. You mm. actually did have quite a lot of freedom, and it wasn't that hard to use either. No, no, no. Crazy, really, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. So, this, I think, it's time we wrap this podcast up. Probably right. And so. This has been episode two of Hitbox. Have you enjoyed your time? I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope this is one of many, um, and I'm sure the the top top ten list will forever be as muddled and as varied as possible. But I think that's the way you want it, really, isn't it? Um, I, I I want there to be at least some repeats, so I don't have to read this gargantuan list. <laughs> Oh, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, you'll be, half of the episode will, will be you reading the list. Yeah. But, um, God, but it's nice though. I mean, it shows how much variety there is, um, and I think it will be interesting to look back on it and 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 think, you know, this is such an important yeah you know, map because we spend so much time playing video games. You know? I think for me, video games are more important than film, really, in terms of the content that I consume. Definitely, definitely. so it's a huge part of your life that you. You, you relax too you know it's a huge amount I, I think um, this list just shows you that making a top 10 with as a single individual or even with a couple of people it's not doable you look at this list of games and it's like you know so the fact that nobody I, mean, I know there's only four of us but I'm surprised that there hasn't been at least one game that's been yeah. brought up twice it shows you just the variety. It's crazy, isn't it? Really crazy. Really crazy. Right. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. And um, listeners, if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, then <laughs> legally realize. legally speaking, you have to subscribe. Yeah, um, you, yeah. I'd be surprised if they don't. That's if you, impressive. I mean, to be fair, if you've lost, if you've watched this whole episode, like you probably, you probably like this. Uh, that's quite impressive. It's like like an hour and forty minutes worth of video at this point. Um, and please leave um, a like and check out some of our other videos. Um, yeah. If you didn't like Jonah, um, we we had another guy on um, a couple of weeks ago called Niall, much nicer. Um, yeah. you'll prefer him okay so definitely definitely, definitely. if you any sponsorship deals <laughs> write, write in as well oh don't worry in the post I'll uh, every five minutes I'll be an advert you know oh, if you got to the end of this video then you are <laughs> you are really committed surely you can get a Squarespace advert in there <laughs> oh I wish I wish <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye <laughs>